What do St. Patrick and parents of triplets with disabilities have in common? You probably think the answer is nothing. Take a listen to this podcast episode to learn why they have much more in common than you might think. I've often wondered about the day-to-day mundane details and the lives of people in the Bible. As in, what was going on in their lives that we will never know, that worked in sync with what God called them to do and to say and to write? We know the Apostle Peter was married. In one miracle, Jesus healed Peter's sick mother-in-law. What did that healing miracle do for Peter's wife, the daughter of the woman who was healed? How did that change her as a result? And after Christ died and was resurrected, what did she understand about God that she could not have seen without these two resurrections that rocked her world? This past week, the world paid attention to the annual celebration of St. Patrick's Day. We're all a little bit Irish on St. Patty's Day, whether or not our ancestors ever set foot on the Emerald Isle. Growing up in Britain, the son of a wealthy Roman ruler in the 5th century, the man history records as St. Patrick likely never experienced deprivation. Actually, quite the opposite. Patrick stated in his autobiography that his father was a Roman senator and tax collector. When Patrick was 16 years old, everything in his world changed when he was abducted by pirates and taken to Ireland as a slave. This completely unexpected event upended his life and drove him to seek God like never before. Patrick would later regard this time of his life, the time he spent in captivity, no doubt a time of confusion, despair, and pain as critical to his spiritual development. In other words, God gave him a gift in his circumstances. Even though Patrick may never have chosen those circumstances for himself, God had an important plan that could unfold as a result of Patrick's suffering, if Patrick would let his circumstances be used in that way. Because Patrick surrendered to whatever God had in store for him, God eventually led Patrick to serve the nation of Ireland as a minister of the gospel. The impact of Patrick's life and work was so profound that his name and legacy are forever intertwined with that nation. Fast forward from the 5th century to the weekend of March 10th through 12th, 2023. Beth, Steve, and I traveled to Snellville, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta, to speak at the Together Conference, sponsored by our friend Jillian Palmiato and her team at Together We Care, Georgia. We met many new people, enjoyed some time with old friends, and learned some new things. In the conference hallways reserved for vendors, Display tables were arranged so that two different vendors shared each long table. On the other side of Key Ministries' vendor table was an organization called Love Your Story, founded by Abby and Ryan Burl. I spent some time talking with Abby and Ryan and learning that they are parents of triplets who were born 16 weeks early. After their early birth, the triplets spent nearly six months in the NICU. Now approaching their sixth birthday, The triplets have had many subsequent surgeries, hospital stays, and travel to medical centers across the U.S. and Canada for a variety of treatments and therapies. Personally, I wrestle mightily with God about certain aspects of my story. 
I had just shared some of my recent wrestlings with Beth the day before the Together Conference, the day before being placed right beside an organization that told me to not only be okay with my story, but to love it. How's that for an in-your-face message from God? I asked Gabby how they named their organization. Her initial response caught me off guard when she said, I love my kids, but loving our story? Not so much. Some of our story stinks. Fun fact, Abby actually used another S word. She then went on to say that it's been a process to learn to love their story, but now because of their story, a ministry has come forth that is meeting significant, tangible needs of others, needs that they have personally experienced. As a kid, teen, and young adult, I was drawn to Bible verses about wisdom. It was obvious that biblical writers regarded wisdom as a precious gift from God. Deeper and more impactful than just knowledge, wisdom was a quality compared to costly gemstones and precious metals. Such things have persistent value today. Yet in my early years of pondering wisdom, I never thought whether or not there was pain in acquiring the wisdom. Pain like the sickness and death of a loved one or the challenges to my faith when I see that God has done incredible miracles for others, but such miracles haven't happened to me or to those I love. There are some gifts from God that no one chooses, like the gift Patrick received from being held in captivity and the gift Abby and Ryan received in suffering greatly as their young children suffered greatly. Life with disabilities is one of those unsought gifts. But suffering is also a short path to godly wisdom if we allow suffering to do its good work. If the wisest man who ever lived regarded wisdom as a treasure to be cherished above all else, then learning to embrace what God has allowed is an important first step towards obtaining wisdom. Jesus is faithful in his promises to his followers, and following him will lead to becoming more like him, which includes suffering. Jesus didn't naturally love all of his suffering, but he didn't let that stop him from his mission. He chose to let the time of his suffering accomplish God's good purpose, and in so doing, allows his followers, through all the centuries until he returns, to replicate that experience within their unique lives and circumstances. That was certainly true in the life of St. Patrick, and all the way to today, in the lives of Abby and Ryan. So as we move into springtime and towards Easter, with all the promise that new blooms and warmer temperatures bring, I encourage you to cherish and embrace that thing in your life that stinks. By the way, I'll be taking my own advice. My hope is that you and I both see clearly what Patrick learned so many centuries ago and Abby and Ryan have learned in the last six years, that the word becoming flesh in your life is a green, living, life-giving, soul-satisfying gift. What will you do with your gift today? If you're listening to this before the end of April 2023 and you're struggling with your story and not sure what to do with your challenges and passions, we hope you'll come to DATC 2023. I'll be leading a session on finding God's ministry purpose for your life on Saturday, April 29th. We're also working on other content on this topic, so if you're listening after the conference weekend, 
Sign up for our emails and social media so you'll never miss important updates on this topic. For the Key Ministry team, I'm Catherine Boyle. Thanks for listening to the Key Ministry Podcast.